So, Mike, I uh, I did my homework for a few days, and I didn't like it. Yeah, okay. So you, you tried time tracking. Mm-hmm. For how many days did you try it? I don't even know. A handful? Less than a week. Okay. In, okay. Uh, continue trial. Let's see. What did I try? I don't even see. I think the problem I might have is that I agree. I don't know how many days it was. It's uh, three or four, I'd say. Um, I, I agree. So problem number one, maybe I just didn't try it for long enough. Problem number two, maybe it's just this particular app that I don't particularly like. And for the record, I concur with your conclusion that timings was the right suggestion. I'm not saying you made a bad suggestion because timings does do a pretty good job of trying to figure out on your behalf what you've been doing. But Mm -hmm. it just felt like I was spending way too much of my time maintaining timers rather than just doing work. And right. 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 I know, but you got, you got to understand though, right. That like, so this is a process. It is a part of a process and you have to set up a system. But the idea of this is to, diligently record all of this stuff so you can get the data so you do have to do a little bit more work but the point of that is so you can get an accurate result yeah and i think i would perhaps be better served by just like printing a week calendar you know what i'm saying like you used to see at work all the time where you would have you know the start of the workday to the end of the workday and like you know a couple of boxes for each hour and just like shading with different color markers or something like, okay, this hour and a half I was approximately doing analog and this hour and a half right. I was doing on, I was working on that edits. is a very good long-term solution. But the reason that you have a computer do this is because the computer doesn't have a romantic memory, <laughs> right? That That's yeah. why you, if you're doing this just because the point of this exercise was, I wanted you to understand how much work you're actually doing when you feel overwhelmed, right? Mm-hmm. That That's what you're trying to work out because I would bet, like me, that you feel overwhelmed and you have so much on, but your timers say otherwise. And then Probably. what you learn from that is that, oh, I feel like I'm working all the time because I'm self-employed now and I think about it all the time, but your actual working time will be less this is my hypothesis and then you can take from that and be like okay so i feel like i'm working 12 hours a day i'm actually working four hours a day this is a good result even though i feel busy and then you can move on from there for other things right and you could have your little daily tracker and stuff but what i i think that you need to give it another go for a week minimum (sighs) and then does it have to be timings can i have something that's less fiddly this seems so fiddly Timing is fiddly because it is really deeply focused. If you want to just like, if you want to set manual timers, which is what I do. Yeah, I almost feel like that would be better. All right, then try toggle, T-O-G-G-L, right? Because, okay, so timing is, I think, a really good app for people that don't want to do anything or people that are already deep into this and want more information. Like So it's because toggle, which I use, the downside of it is you have to manually start and stop every timer. Now, this works for me fine. They have an okay Mac app, and you can set up some projects or you can just type in what you're doing. It's very bare bones where timing is more fully featured, I think. But I think it's fully featuredness could be stopping you. I think so. Toggle is just you start a timer, you stop a timer. It is as simple as that. They have a free tier, which you'll be able to use, no problem. I want you to try it for a week, because if you try it for a week, you'll be able to look at the data and you'll be able to see trends and stuff like that. So a a minimum, a week, I think you will want to do to make sure that you're getting some kind of idea. Because this is, again, this is more work. This is more fiddly stuff you have to do. But I think at the end of it, you will have some information that you might feel a bit better about. All right, Dad, if you insist. I, I think, and again, I just want to stress one more time. I don't think that, that the suggestion of timings was bad. I just don't think it happened to have worked for me. Knowing what you knew at the time, I think it was the perfect suggestion. But I'll I'll do it next week. I'll try Yeah, because I was just trying to give you something that would, would, would do it for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because oh, I-, I knew that you would complain about it. <laughs> Which I, I, I think it makes perfect sense. But I feel like the... The barrier to entry was a little higher on on timing than I wanted it to be because I felt okay. like you have to so much. There's so many fiddly things you have to get set up straight away, and I didn't really want to bother with that. And so I, I will try toggle, which I, I hear what you're saying that it's more work in the sense that you have to be sure and diligent about starting and stopping timers. But what I really just want is like three or four buckets that I can put time into, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yep. You can set up little projects, right? And then or, or tags, and then you can just assign the projects or tags to each uh, timer you start. So like I have a lot more. 
Um, but I have like projects for all of my like the large categories. So like podcast recording, podcast editing. Um, I have like uh, Relay FM admin, and I have a bunch of different sponsor ones, like invoicing and what I call sponsor aftercare, which is when I'm talking <laughs> to sponsors, right? So which is like there's no sales being done, but I'm just taking care of some stuff. And then I have tags for each of my shows. So like right now, I, I have a timer mm-hmm. set, which is project is podcast recording, tag is analog. I see. And then I have like show prep as a project, and then analog as a tag. That's clever. Okay, yeah, that seems like it's going to be more my speed, so I'll, I'll give it a shot next week. All right. Uh, this month is September, and September is, uh, what is it, Child Cancer Awareness Month? Did I get Childhood that right? Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Thank you. And a dear friend of the show and former guest uh, several times, uh, Stephen Hackett, is raising money for St. Jude's uh, uh, Child Hospital. I forget the actual title of it. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Thank you. There you go. I I totally drew a blank there. Uh, Stephen is looking to raise $20,000 for St. Jude's, and I have become more and more enthusiastic over the years uh, in trying to help Stephen do exactly that. Now, to be clear, my help is effectively nothing other than a few bucks, but I like to Signal try to make boost. sure. But I like to try to make sure that everyone hears about this because mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that can look at a cause like this and say, mm, "No thanks." So, if you have even a dollar to throw in this general direction, we will put a link in the show notes. It would mean a lot to me and a lot to Mike and certainly a lot to Stephen. Um, if you could throw a little bit of money toward this fundraiser, because, um, you know, if you go back to, I believe it was episode five of this very program, Mm -hmm. I might have that wrong. Um, you know, we talked at length about, uh, Stephen's eldest son, Josiah, and how he struggled with this and the unbelievable care that St. Jude has provided to the Hackett family for free. And the reason it's for free is because, you know, they raise money from all sorts of different people, including you listeners. So it would mean a lot to me and Mike, if you could throw even just a dollar, I really mean that even just a dollar. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes, and it would it would be really great if you could do that. I know that there are many, many worthy causes in this world, mm-hmm. right? There are many, many things that deserve your time and attention, but I honestly struggle to think of something, or to think, think of many things, I should say, more worthy than an institution that is trying to cure ch- ch- uh, children's cancer. Like, that ticks all of the boxes for something that needs money, right? Like, it is a hospital that cares for children who have life-threatening illnesses or life-threatening conditions, and then at the same time, they are trying to learn how to stop it happening to other children. Like, how incredible is that, you know? And Josiah has had a lot of struggles in his life, as has the Hackett family, and St. Jude foots the bill for it all, right? Like, it's... it is an incredible place. I have had the pleasure of visiting it a couple of times. It is an unbelievable uh, institution that they have there in Memphis. And uh, I think it's one of the best things that you could consider giving your money to. Uh, and you can, and all the money will go to St. Jude. And $20,000 seems like a very achievable goal. Uh, and especially at a time when we're all considering how many thousands of dollars we're going to spend on new technology devices, yeah. I think a small portion of money uh, going to a charity like this, even if it is just ten dollars, uh, will go a really, really long way. Like I could talk for hours about the things that St. Jude has done. The tour that I took of their facility, where they talk about everything and talk about how they help people, it changed my life. Uh, and I've been giving as much money as I can to this charity for like four years, and I'll keep doing it because I think that it is a wonderful, wonderful place. So please uh, give what you can uh, to to St. Jude, um, and also you know make the the Hackett's page look incredible. Uh, I think that's the I think St. Jude really like the Hackett family um, at this point because they do a lot right, and uh, the the fundraisers always do a really good job. So. Let's uh let's get analog listeners to go there. There's to be links in our show notes, relay.fm slash analog slash one forty. Um one forty is easy to remember, it's half of a tweet now. And uh <laughs> you and you can go and give some money to Saint Jude. Yeah, please do. All right. Well, please, whatever money you can give, uh, it would it would mean a lot to us. And uh since we're in kind of this break, why don't we just finish it out and uh pay some bills? 
This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. And with the ability to grab a unique domain name, take advantage of and customize award-winning beautiful templates and have everything backed up with 24-7 customer support, they are the obvious choice for your next project online. No matter what type of website you want to make, Squarespace has all of the functionality that you're going to need. Everything's drag and drop, and they have just about everything, and it is a platform that is evolving all the time. They add in new stuff and make it even more and more compelling. Uh, the Squarespace is an all-in-one platform. They There's nothing to install. There's nothing to patch or upgrade. Squarespace take care of all that stuff so you don't have to get bogged down in all the fiddly bits of operating a website. You can just focus on putting your content or your products out to the world for people to find. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash analog. And when you decide to sign up for an account with them, which you definitely, definitely should. If you try it out, you'll be convinced, I'm sure. Uh, you want to use the code analog. This will get you 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain to show your support for this show. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So, Mike, you've been dabbling in something different lately. Can you tell me about this? I found my inner peace, Casey Liss. Hooray, namaste. I, that is a word that I hear very frequently now, as I, every single day for the past two weeks, I have been uh, yogaing. Interesting. What, what led to this? I'm a man of many pains, Casey Liss. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. That's so insensitive. I'm so sorry, but I did not expect you to say that. Anyone that has listened to this show for long enough will know that on a semi-frequent basis, I have some new ailment, right? My back hurts, my wrists hurt, my neck is bad, sprain my ankle, all of these things, right? This is my mum described to me on the phone a couple of days ago. I have always been an achy boy. That was how she <laughs> described me. Because it's true, all my life I've had joint pains and, and stuff like that. It might be, uh, it actually turns out that it is probably uh, because of a medical condition that I have. It's not like a crazy one, but I have pretty severe irritable bowel syndrome, which is a lovely thing to talk about. Yes, um, tell me more. But the the way, it, it, mine is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's more pain than anything else. And I take drugs for it and like it's made my life much more livable over the last maybe 10 years. Like, it's it's kind of funny. If I forget to take my pills, I know by, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon because it's like, oh, my stomach hurts, right? And then I and then I just I have to go and take my pills and then that's how my life lids. But anyway, because of that, there is a possibility and there's this weird, like, correlation with uh, joint pain with what I have, which is kind of weird. But, the, you know, it kind of makes sense by based upon the fact that I am very susceptible to any kind of change in my life giving me some kind of pain. Uh, my sprain, my sprained ankle, still bothering me. Um, oh, I can, no. I can move on it just fine, but I still get pain in my ankle. And then, having been at home, not really doing much for like a week, my neck pain came back with a vengeance. And I kind of got fed up, Casey. I was like, I've had enough of this. This is stupid now, right? Like, I, this is ridiculous. And I developed my own personal hypothesis that my lack of mobility and activity in my life is weakening my muscles and that is causing me uh, to be more susceptible to things, right? That is my personal hypothesis. Like if I'm not working my muscles enough, they're going to get weak, right? If, if that seems mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. a, like a thing. So I was like, well, okay, so what can I do? I thought to myself, like what, what, is, what, am, what am I able to do next? And I thought, well, I can't really do any kind of high-impact exercise right now. This is a couple of weeks ago when, when I was still... Just when I was getting to the point where I could walk again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to do, like, exercise classes because I'm too embarrassed uh, just to, to, to be really bad at exercise in front of other people, right? Like, I just can't, can't do that. And so I thought to myself, well, let me try... Let me try yoga. So I went on YouTube. I typed in yoga for beginners and there was a billion videos and i just picked the top one and i did one yoga session and i was like okay 
Like, I can do this, right? Like, this is, you know, this is challenging, but I can I can deal with it. It's not high impact, right? Like, I'm not a sweaty mess at the end, um, and I'm not at too much risk to myself, right? So I was like, okay, I can give this a go. So I went to the app store because there's an app for that, right? There's an app for everything. Of course. And I typed in yoga, and I was presented with an app called Daily Yoga Workout. Uh, and it won a best of app store in 2017, right? It's like on the, on their little page. So I was like, okay, like I could, I could go for that. Um, I have no idea now kind of looking at it. I don't know who gave them that best of 2017, but they have oh, been man. featured a bunch, uh, in the app store, right? Like they've got those little, uh, the little icons, right. That, that show it's been featured. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me give this a go. So I downloaded the app and. Tried it out. It's it's kind of freemium-y, um, but you can pay to remove ads and stuff like that, right? So it's I kind of like their business model because they have a free tier and you can do whatever and it will get you, I don't know, whatever. Like you, you earn coins and then coins you can use to unlock other sessions and stuff. They have a bunch of like programs. But I just paid. They were doing a promotion, like a 70% off promotion in August. It's like perfect. So signed up for a year. And I've been using this app every day. They have, like, you go through, like, little courses. You pick your own course and you go through. I did the 10-day yoga, yoga for beginner class or 7-day yoga for beginner class. And now I'm on, like, a another, like, kind of, in, like, a beginner level but more advanced, right? Like, the first one is just, like, this is a lot of rest poses and stuff like that. And now I'm doing more, like, balance and strength-related things. I have a really big yoga mat, which is awesome. Um, and some yoga blocks, which is not a thing that I knew existed. <laughs> what is um, that? They're like big foam, like hard foam blocks that you use to support yourself. So someone like me, if there's like a pose where like, so there's one where I was like, got my legs open relatively wide in the straddle position, as they call it, and bending down from my hip, right? So like I'm bending mm -hmm, down. Mm -hmm. And if you're very flexible, you can put your hands on the ground, right? but I can't get to the ground. I'm like a couple of inches from touching the ground. So you put a block under your hands so you I can see. support mm -hmm. yourself on something that's like the ground, right? So like you're, because all of this is like building up your level of flexibility, right? So there's, a, it's quite good that in the, because the, the vi their videos, right? They're like videos of, with audio and stuff is, is how you do the, the little courses or whatever, the mm -hmm. practice. And, they kind of explain everything in a way that I like. They're like, well, this is what you should be doing, but this is what you can do if you can't do that. So like if I'm like having to try and touch my toes or whatever, which I can't do when I'm sitting down, I can't reach my toes or like uh, put your head on your shin, right? Like I can't freaking do that. <laughs> but they're like, well, if you can't do that, put your hands on your knee or, or whatever, right? So there's like, I like the way that it's explained. Um, and uh, I like that it is a course which I'm being taught through and there isn't a person there. Um, and I'm at some point, you never know, like I might want to get a little bit more active coaching to make sure that I'm doing everything correct. But I have, done, I have never in my entire life had a stint of exercise like what I am on right now, which hmm. is, you know, these the courses range from like 20 to 35 minutes depending – Every day, like depending on what you're doing that day. I don't know how they make up those times, but that's just what they do. Um, and I look forward to it. I enjoy it. And I don't try and dodge it. Like if I get to like 7 p.m. on a day and I haven't done it, I don't think to myself, oh, I'll just skip it because I want to keep my streak going. So right. 7 p.m. rolling out the yoga mat and off I go. Like it's super chill, but it's challenging. Like... My shoulder blades really hurt right now because I did a pretty <laughs> difficult one today. Like there was a lot of like really extreme stretching for me um, today. But like tomorrow, I'm just gonna get back to it again. Like I'm, I'm proud of myself because I'm doing something which I think will be beneficial to me uh, in the long run. And it's kind of like yoga is like the perfect exercise for me because it's it's chill and I don't really feel like I can significantly hurt myself there are ways i can hurt myself but like i'm just being careful with them 
Right. And right. you know, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm very happy with it. Good. Well, that's awesome. Do you feel like it's helping your pains at all? I mean, I it's know. early. Like, it's early still. Well, so like I was having the one of the reasons I decided to do this is my neck pain came back that I had before. Uh, you know, I had for a long time before the wedding. It went away when I was on my honeymoon. Um, but then came back again like a couple of weeks later. And I'm doing a bunch of other things for posture. Um, I bought this little posture device called the Upright Go, which is this little thing that you stick on the back of your neck. And if you lean forward, it buzzes at you. Oh, like, wow. I'm trying a bunch <laughs> of things right now because um, I'm fed up of it, right? Like I'm fed up of, of being in pain all the time. Like I'm just, and, and I'm fed up of like, oh, you, you had a busy week and, and now your neck is in constant pain. Or like I played a bunch of PlayStation this weekend and now my arms hurt. And it's just like, I'm fed up of this. Like this is driving me crazy now. Like I can't, it, I can't enjoy my life the way I want to. So I'm taking matters into my own hands, right? And I'm trying to do something about it. And I will say, like, my neck pain is intermittent where it had been constant before. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea if what I'm doing is helpful, but I know that it seems to be doing a better job than the daily stretches that I was doing that my physiotherapist gave me. Um, so I'm going to keep doing it because, you know, I'm also proud of myself that I'm doing some activity every single day right and it's also it makes me feel pretty chill like it is a stress reliever right because so much of yoga is also like meditation focused right you're you're doing a lot of like especially in the rest poses so like the rest poses are you've done everything right um and you've, you've done all the stretches and all that you've done and you spend like a couple of minutes at the end just basically most of them on your back, right? You're just laying down on your back and you're just focusing on your breathing and and like the instructor, the video instructor is like talking to me and they're doing things like, you know, imagine your problems just like flowing away and all that kind of stuff. And it's nice. Like it's it's really nice. Like it, it helps stress for me and I, it, and I hope and want to believe that it's also going to help make me stronger and fitter that's that's kind of the goal mm-hmm. what do you think about yoga as a concept it's i it, i don't know i i don't know enough about it and you can be super skeptical of it if you want to like i'm totally fine with that like if you think that everything that i'm saying is nonsense like i will that will not upset me no i don't think that it's nonsense and my aunt is actually like deeply 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 into yoga and i I don't see her very often um so i I haven't really ever picked her brain about it i I don't think it's nonsense i i certainly seem to it it seems like anyone who's done yoga ends up being more flexible and chiller if not happier so it doesn't seem like it's it there's there's bad that comes of it um there's nothing a like there's nothing about the act of doing yoga that really appeals to me. Like I don't, I don't need to be more flexible. I don't feel not to say it can't help, but I don't need it in my life and my joints don't tend to hurt. But that being said, so like, even if, even if I'm not that enthusiastic about the act of doing yoga, it certainly does appeal to me in the sense that, like I said, every single person I know that is, that does it with any sort of regularity, regularity seems to be pleased with the results. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you seem really skeptical of it. Like, do you think that it is like homeopathy? No, no, I don't. Because uh, from what little I can tell, and I mean, I don't know a lot about it. Um, from what little I can tell, it seems like it is exercise, like legitimate exercise. It's just rather than using like weights or or being, you know, or moving about a whole ton, it's more about, you know, resisting your own body weight or putting your body in a mm-hmm. position that, that it doesn't normally find itself in. And I don't think that's, unreasonable i mean i'm no doctor so who am i to say but i don't think any of that is unreasonable um i know it's 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 always struck me as a little more hippy dippy than i would generally find appealing but again i i mean it 
every single person I know, even people who I don't think of as typical as terribly hippy dippy, um, seems seems to have appreciated the results of it. So it's something I should probably look into. I think part of the stigma of it is the link that it has to spirituality. Yeah, that's fair. And because even like when I'm doing it, you know, like I'm kind of just like throwing myself into it, right? And trying to reduce my typical barriers towards things like this. You know, like you're sitting there on like cross legged with your, uh, you know, like doing the pose, right? With your fingers making like the O and you put them out. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Or like you have your hands down. Like if you take, put your hands down in front of you uh-huh. and take your, uh, pointer finger and your thumb and put them together in circles oh, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right that right mm-hmm. so like most of my yoga practices start with that and they're talking about like how this has makes a connection with the body and like it allow and i'm you know like i'm like okay like i'm just gonna go with this <laughs> right you know like because it's not i don't know if these are things that i particularly believe in but i don't really think that it matters. So, like, the, there's a final pose which you do practically every time, which I explain. And I believe it's pronounced shavasana or shavasana, right? And this is just where you lay down on your back, palms open to the sky, and they say you're allowing your body to integrate what it has learned from the practice, right? Mm-hmm. So, from doing everything. And so it's incredibly important because this is the point where you are allowing everything that you've done over the last 20 to 30 minutes to like for your body to learn what you've done and and build from it you know like it's it is intended to be a time where you get all of the benefit from the yoga practice and it's like whilst i don't necessarily think that my body is like quote unquote learning as they explain it I do know that, like, you are supposed to rest after exercise. Like, mm-hmm. this is a mm-hmm. thing that we all agree on, right? That, like, you don't just keep doing it and then just get back to your life. Like, you're supposed to take a rest, which is why, like, <laughs> gyms have saunas in them and right. shower and, like, and, like, steam rooms and stuff because you're supposed to let your body rest afterwards. And, like, this is just a version of that. But I think it is imbued with the mystical spiritual side that i think a lot of people are very skeptical of but i have decided that if i'm going to do this i am going to keep an open mind about it and just do what i'm told and believe in it and if it tells me if they tell me like breathe it like there's this whole thing like when you 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 focus on your breath right that's how you get through everything. And that is a very powerful thing that I have learned, which is when I am in a pose which I find physically painful because of the way I'm stretching, if I focus on my on breathing in and out, I am able to hold the pose more, right? Because it is giving me something to focus on that is not how I'm physically feeling in that moment. So like, okay, that makes sense. And then Another time, like when you're at the very end, you're breathing in, and you're supposed to breathe in to the areas where the pain is. And there is this really interesting feeling that, like, if you focus on where you want the your breath to go, you can feel it, right? Because you're focusing on the way your body feels. So if your knees are hurting... When you breathe in and focus on the knees, you feel the knees because the brain is just like going for that, right? Like you're thinking about it and it's that's where it is. The pain is there and you're thinking about it and you can kind of feel some relaxation for it. It's really weird. I assume there's like a bunch of stuff going on. I don't really understand <laughs> a lot of it, but I know I'm enjoying it and I know that it feels good. So this is just me talking about yoga and saying like, try and give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably should. Not you. No, no, no. I know, but the it's world. true of me as well. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm very surprised by this because my stereotype of a typical yoga practitioner does not agree with the sort of thing that I would find you terribly interested in, and so it is surprising, but also appealing that you seem to be so into this at the moment. 
And mm-hmm. if you stick with it, it, uh, it long enough, I'll probably end up falling and at least trying it as well. It's not the worst thing in the world. No, no, certainly not. Certainly not. But I am happy that you are skeptical of it because it's given us something to talk about rather than just letting, letting it go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what happened. Like, if you stick with this for, say, a few months, I, I almost wonder if it would be wise, if not for me in the show, but just for yourself, to, like, to have have Adina take a picture of you, say, bending at your waist and trying to touch your toes, hmm. you know, today. That's yeah, interesting. And then try it again in the springtime. Like, let's say you stick with yoga. Maybe, maybe every day, maybe not. But let's say you just stick with it to some capacity. In the springtime, are you going to be, like, flat-handed on the ground or something? You know what I mean? Like, presumably, it wouldn't be quite that dramatic a difference. But... It wouldn't surprise me if over the span of a few months that you were at least able to touch your toes, if not start to like crawl across the ground, if you will. And I think that would be um, I, I think that would be a very interesting way to prove to yourself, if not to me, the difference that it's made. I think that is very interesting. So we should. Uh, I'm going to give that a go. Yeah, we should put this in follow up for like six months from now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is probably a thing that I'm going to keep talking about for a while because it is an important part of my life right now. So what it, what has made this stick more than swimming? Because you're pretty enthusiastic about swimming, at least for a few minutes there. Well, I mean, it doesn't take me 45 minutes to get to the office. Mm, okay, that's a good answer. Right, and also, mm-hmm. like, I. When I do my yoga, there's, I'm not like exhausted. Uh, for another a while. interesting point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I typically feel better than when I started, but maybe just my shoulders hurt a little bit from stretching. Right? So I can just put it into my day wherever. Right, right. It takes 30 minutes and I'm done. Yeah, I, I can understand that. That's the thing with like um, when I go for a, a run, which I've been I, I've been doing at least one a week, but I've slacked off from my pretty consistent three a week. Uh, but I've done two so far this week, and it's only Tuesday, including waking up at like five thirty, five thirty-five this morning uh, in order to get one in before family stuff started happening. Um, but the thing of it is, is that it takes like a full hour to an hour and a half between the like. You know, well, I do it first thing in the morning, typically, but you get out of bed, which takes a few minutes for me to, like, make sure the world hasn't ended. I get out of bed. I change. I go downstairs. You know, I put on my my shoes. I go out. I stretch. I run for about half an hour. I cool down. I stretch again. And I come back in and do whatever. And then eventually I have to go shower because I'm, like, drenched at this point. You know what I mean? Um, And so it's, like, a pretty involved, like, hour-long process. And especially if you find yourself not getting terribly sweaty from yoga, which I'm not saying that's the case, but if you find yourself not getting terribly sweaty, then that would make it a much more agreeable thing to slot into your day, which is, I think, exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes I will get sweaty or whatever, depending on what I've done. But there are many times where, like... I'm just as good as when I started. Like it's, it wasn't a particularly difficult practice or whatever, and I'm just good to go. Mm-hmm. So I love it, man. I'm very happy I found it. I'm almost frustrated at myself that this wasn't a thing that I started sooner when it's a thing that I thought about. But I always kind of assumed that I would need somebody to talk me through it. Yeah, yeah, same here. But I don't think I, there will definitely be benefits from that, and I would get better. But building my initial skill set is perfectly cap- like valid for me to do at home. It barely costs me any extra money, and I don't have to go anywhere, right? Like there are so many benefits to me doing it this the way that I'm doing it. That's probably how I'm going to stick for quite a while. Mm-hmm. It makes me more likely to do it, right? Because I mean, ultimately, I would be I would prefer to play Nintendo Switch, <laughs> right? And so anything that can reduce the time requirement is a massive, massive boon for me. Yeah, and I'm really pleased that you found this and and you seem to be sticking with it pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like I just said a minute ago, I've, I've fallen slightly off the wagon um, with regard to running. I have been running every week, but like I said, it's only been f- maybe once a week for a long time. And there's plenty of excuses about that, but the reality is I just kind of fell off the wagon. And and now that, that preschool is starting back up as of today for Declan, that, that, in, that 
creates a little bit more regularity to our schedule than we had over the summer. And so I'm hoping to, you know, buckle down and go back to doing at least three runs a week, if not more from time to time. Um, and so we'll see if I stick with it, but I'm glad that both of us are doing at least some modicum of exercise because I'll speak for myself. It wasn't until about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago that I did any sort of exercise. And I feel like you were also fairly sedentary until, you know, a couple of years back. So, uh, at least we're trying, we're trying. All right, today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at Linode. With Linode, you will have access to a suite of powerful hosting options. Their prices start at just $5 a month for you to get your own virtual server in the Linode cloud up and running in just under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they are all serviced by Linode's friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, or even chat over IRC in the Linode community. Linode know how important it is to get the help that you want when you need it. And they also have a suite of amazing guides and support documentations to give you reference as well if that's what you want. Basically, Linode know that, like, you need to get help the way that you want it, whether that's talking to someone or reading something, like whatever you're happy with, they want to make sure that you've got that there for you. And they also feature two-factor authentication as well for privacy security. That's really important these days. Linode has an amazing uh, selection of pricing options. For $5 a month, you can get a plan that starts at one gigabyte of RAM, and you can also get 16 gigabytes of RAM on higher memory plans as well. Um, they have a, a whole raft of options available, a bunch of add-ons that you can have as well, and it's all really clearly laid out. As a listener of this show, if you sign up today at linode.com slash analog, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash analog, you'll be supporting the show and also getting yourself $20 of credit towards any Linode plan. So if you sign up for the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is for free months that you could take advantage of even if you're just thinking oh i will maybe want to check this out i have some stuff i might think i want to do with a with a virtual server this is a great way to do it linode also have a seven day money back guarantee as well go to linode.com analog where you can learn more sign up and take advantage of that awesome 20 dollars credit or use the promo code analog 2018 analog 2018 at checkout thank you so much to linode for their support of this show and relay fm so I wanted to talk to you about something that is to some degree a continuation or or a offshoot of, let's see, what was a, the most recent ATP? Uh, episode 290, a weird sandwich. Yes. So at the end of that episode, we talked about how I, uh, to some degree, pulled a Marco, and I have indeed bought a new car for myself. And I didn't indeed get a Volkswagen Golf R, which I've been talking on and off about for months and months and months and months. And I probably sounded somewhat despondent or upset or sad when we talked about it on ATP. And the reality of it is I am not sad about my purchase. I'm very happy and enthusiastic about it. But it occurred to me that after I'd spent the prior episode discussing how I probably shouldn't be buying a car and then within 24 mm-hmm. hours ended up buying a car. It, I felt like I, I put myself in an uncomfortable position because I maybe or maybe not, you know, maybe I shouldn't have bought the car, but in the end of the day, you know, we as a family decided it was something that I slash we wanted. It was something that I slash we could afford and we went ahead and did it. And, and it occurred to me that, a lot of the um, trepidation I had or the, the the reluctance I had to discuss it on ATP and to be enthusiastic about it was that it is very weird and gross to talk about spending money on things for really any reason. So things like a car or, as you alluded to earlier this episode, iPhones or Apple Watches or iPads or Macs or whatever the case may be. Um it's it's kind of gross to talk about spending on those things, especially if the spending is done on something that's perhaps more extravagant than normal or perhaps on something that or doing so more frequently than normal. So as an example, you know, especially back when the U.S. was on two year uh, cycles on phones for the most part, like talking about getting a phone every single year is kind of conspicuous and and I think the best summary I can have for my thoughts on what I'd like to talk to you about and and discuss is 
that conspicuous consumption is something that you can get away with in general, typically speaking. Like in life, you can usually get away with that. You know, hey, I had the money for a new phone this year. I want a new phone. I got a new phone. But it feels different and kind of gross when you have at least some amount of your life in the public eye. And this is even worse when you just decided to leave your job and have talked at length, because it's true, about having a change of your income and and more limited income and then turn around and, you know, start spending money on a car again and and maybe even, you know, phones and in in actually tomorrow or Friday, I guess. I guess in theory, I will have already ordered a phone or two by the time, you know, the listeners hear this show. And on the one side, like, I don't feel like I should be ashamed of these things because my it's my money and my business. But on the other side, I feel kind of ashamed. Does that make sense? It's very tricky. This is a very, very tricky subject because, uh, like, I completely agree with what you're saying. I have a lot of, like, conflicting opinions on it. You know, like, there are things that can be more easily explained. Like, we are both in a fortunate position that we're able to buy all of the technology that we want to buy. Um, But there is also this weird thing, especially when it comes to, like, new iPhones or new Macs or new iPads, that people also expect it of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so if ATP in two weeks' time, the new iPhones are out, and you all were like, no, we didn't get them because we wanted to save the money, people would be annoyed at you. Right? right? It's like, I tune into this show to listen to you talk about the latest things. John Syracuse is the exception that makes the rule. <laughs> right? Like, and and the fact that there has to be always one, right? Like, if it was just, like, you and John and neither of you bought an iPhone, like, I don't think people would want to tune into the episode so much because, like, what are you going to talk about, right? right? Like, people, people want to tune in around iPhone time to hear your thoughts on the new iPhone that you purchased. And if you didn't have it, it would be... It would harm your show, ultimately, in the long term. That is my belief. I think anyone that says that that isn't the case... I'm sorry, you're, it's wrong, right? Like, I, I feel like I've done this for long enough now that I know what I'm talking about. And if we didn't get the new devices, like the, impo- the really important devices, the show isn't as listenable because you, you, people are tuning in. Like, So it's like, imagine like your episode this week, you're like, oh, yeah, it was an Apple event. We should talk about something else though. <laughs> right, like, it's not what people want to hear. Sure. Right? They want to hear your opinions about this thing. So that kind of stuff, you can more easily argue away, like where it's not like, where it doesn't feel like frivolous, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but So so if, if I may interrupt, it's, it's not that it's frivolous. It's just, it's, it's not as necessary on the surface, but actually quite necessary once you really think about it. Cause on the surface, like, okay, is this new phone going to be that different than the one in my pocket today? Maybe not, but maybe yes. But so on the one side, it's like, oh, well, who cares? You know, you don't, you don't really need that. But on the other side, you're exactly right. Like, this is my job. The, right now, this is my job and your job for a while, but it's, it is now my job to talk about these things. And so for an iPhone and maybe even a watch, like it, it makes a lot of sense. It's exactly what you said that maybe I should do this. But some of the other stuff, it gets a little squishier. Yeah, like because there is a real good argument of like, it is my job to do this and everyone can accept that right Mm -hmm. like and there is there are limits right so like when marco buys like four different laptops (laughs) right like people will consider that frivolous like me owning multiple ipads is considered frivolous and i totally understand that because that kind of thing only really makes sense to people that want to have multiple ipads like makes perfect sense to me but I'm aware of the fact that really I only need one of them. Like I want both of them. I don't need both of them. Sure. That is a little bit frivolous, right? So like, but I think we're all entitled to a little bit of that, right? Um, from time to time where possible. Like if, you know, if you have the means, you can maybe do it if it makes you happy. But big purchases, it can be super tricky because especially the situation that you're in right now, having just left your job, like, Luckily, I think you're not really you are not supported primarily by money that people give you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you have a portion of your income that is given to you by people. Thank you very much, Relay FM members. But like 
that we give something back for that. There is actual, there is a value exchange going on, mm-hmm. which is separate, right? Like it's not just like, because like if you had a Patreon, right? Um, and you're just like, oh, you people are going to get money every time I put something out. You're putting the stuff out anyway, right? So like, if your majority of your income is tied to like a listener support thing, then it's super awkward for you to ever talk about how you're spending that money. Because that is money that people are electing to just give you. But the vast majority, the vast, vast majority of your income is advertising. Which mm-hmm. people aren't giving you that money. Companies are giving you that money. Right? Like that is your money. You worked for that money. And you can just do it. Right? Like you you can, in theory, just spend whatever you want. Right? But I understand that it is tricky because whilst you're not necessarily beholden to people you are a public figure and sometimes you do things that kind of because you're a human being go against everything that you talk about (laughs) right so this actually uh, we got uh, feedback actually to the atp email address but i'm going to read it here Uh, this is from russ s Um, he wrote casey i relate to how you are so conscientious about how fortunate you are when you talk about your life i get a strong sense that you're trying to be mindful that you have a ton of diverse listeners from all walks of life i know that i personally would feel quite uncomfortable talking about buying things that publicly and to such an unknowable audience but i think it's exemplary really exemplary how well you navigate it i'm not trying to say i'm doing well like I, i appreciate russ having said that but maybe i'm not doing a good job but that's exactly a perfect summary of what made me so uncomfortable is because you know here it is i've done something that a lot of people wish they could do which is you know go independent and and work for myself and then i've gone and signed up to spend a whole bunch of money on a car you know that's then not within a couple of months of going independent and the truth of the matter is, you know, we have been saving up money f- for, you know, to put toward a car for a while now. Like this wasn't an impulse decision, but nobody else can know that. Nobody else is looking at my finances day to day. And and I can I can imagine how it could come across as really gross. And it's hard because I really wanted to gush about my car and how much I love my car because I love that car. I really do. It's a, it's an unbelievably great car. And I'm not even out of break-in yet. So I have to I have to actually drive like a gentleman right now. But um but it, it, I felt so deeply uncomfortable because I don't know who's listening to this. You know, I don't know if it's if it's somebody with, you know, eight times the money I have or if it's someone with one eighth the money I have or anywhere in the middle. And so it's it's one thing to just kind of discuss parts of your life, but I don't want to come across as though I'm I'm, I'm bragging. Yeah, you know, I was going to say humble bragging, but it's not even humble. I don't even want to be bragging, you know, and it's just it's a very hard. It's a very hard thing to do. It's a very it's very difficult to thread the needle and. I don't know if I succeeded on ATP. I, I I probably didn't, but it's something that I'm conscious of. And to be to be fair, like I don't plan on having any big expenditures, with the exception of phones on Friday, uh, anytime soon. Like I don't, we're not planning to move our house. You know, we both have you know purchased cars in the last year year and a half. Like I don't foresee any other big expenditures coming. Um, I don't see any big trips forthcoming. You know, we'll do a little vacation here and there, but we're at least a year away from the next like big trip. So hopefully this problem will just kind of go away, but it just, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And, and it's tough because in in the end of the day, it's, it's not your collective, your business, how I spend my money, but by virtue of me being a public figure, it is kind of everyone's business. You know, you just choose to present it the way that you're comfortable with. Right. You know, like I watch a bunch of YouTubers who flaunt their, 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 their kind of the money that they make. I watch people who I know must make more money who don't, who, mm-hmm. who sh- kind of make their lives seem a little bit more humble, or maybe they just do live that way, right? Like they, whatever it is. And like for me, there are a bunch of things in my life where I choose to spend money in ways that other people would probably judge me, right? But I, I have my reasons, and I think my reasons are more than valid, and that's just the way that I choose to spend my life. You know, I, I do also have the awkwardness of like, people know how much money I spend on pens, but like, whatever, that's just how that's going to be. But like, there are, there are many other things in my life, like everybody, right? Like I choose to spend my money the way that I want to, but I decide not to share it with everything, like with everyone. I don't share my life with like everything about my life with people. Like that's, that's, that's things that I do that are private for me. And that's just how it's going to kind of going to remain. Right. Sure. But it is, 
it's all about like what do you want to put out into the world and you could have never told anybody you bought that car <laughs> you know <laughs> but if you want to share that with everyone you kind of just have to reconcile it yourself and i think that you were i think you were way too bashful about it and that makes it worse <laughs> all right i mean i can because you're that. you're putting way too much focus on it right mm-hmm. like the more you focus on something the more people will notice it yeah so yeah. like you know, it didn't really need it, right? Like, people know how cars are bought, right? People assume that either you have savings that you bought a car with or you decided a good finance thing and then it's just like, that's just how it goes, right? Right, right, right. Like, that's just how it is. And you don't, I don't know if you need to be so bashful, but you were because that's how you are and I understand it But uh, and you were awkward about it. But this is just another part of your life now that you have to learn to embrace because... You're probably going to feel like this a lot, and you've kind of always had this element in you know talking about every single year, right? When the iPhone comes out, you're like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to spend this money," and then you buy the iPhone. Well, I right? didn't do that the last year or two, but that was absolutely because well, you finally learned. Yeah, that was absolutely a thing. It's a stupid thing to say because then when you buy it, people are like, "Are you hypocrite?" Right? Because yeah, you bought yeah, yeah. it. But if you were just like, "I'm going to buy the new iPhone," then people are just like, "Well, Casey's going to buy a new iPhone." You know, I just think that sometimes that. You just you've got to be true to yourself, man. Like learn yourself, be true to yourself, and then present yourself in that way, and then you're gonna be good. Yeah, I appreciate it. But, but it's awkward. This is just a part. This is look. This in the long running series of KC understands what it's like to be self employed. Like you know, then you start to get into this other thing, which I have a lot, where it's like I make my money. Like I have this whole thing where look, I know where my taxes go. Right, I pay my taxes. I pay as much as possible. Like, I don't do anything crazy. I don't have, like, an Irish company set up that full of money through. <laughs> but there is times where, like, I'm paying my tax bill and I'm like, I made this money. <laughs> Why does anyone else yeah. get it? Yep. This is my money, you know? But, you know, this is just a, a, a part of how you you, you you just start to see your life differently um, when you're responsible for it. And this is just another part of that. Yeah. You you're way more attuned to where your money goes because the you brought the money in and you let the money leave. Yeah. I appreciate you letting me talk it out and uh, I think you're right. I think I probably should just not be more forceful about it but just just own it. I think you had said that a moment ago and I think you're mm-hmm. probably right is I just need to own it a little more. But I I do want to be cognizant that that you know I could have bought a car hypothetically two to three times the cost of the one I bought, but I didn't because I'm trying to, you know, balance every, all sorts of things. Like it could have been much, much, much more obnoxious and and egregious and aggressive, but, but nevertheless, even this somewhat reasonably priced car that I bought, like that could be out of reach of somebody listening to me. And I don't want to be a jerk about it. You know, I don't want to be a turd. I'm trying to be sensitive to it. So, but you don't have, you don't have to be a jerk to talk about it. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like talking about it doesn't necessarily mean you're a jerk unless you're a jerk about it. Sure. Yeah, that's that's actually so, that's a good way of putting it. I dig so it. So as long as you know, you just do you and if you're gonna be a jerk, you're gonna be one. But if you're not, which I don't think you are, you can be fine. Go team. Alright, what else is good these days? Pingdom. Everybody loves Pingdom because they make sure that your website stays up because if anything goes wrong, they will tell you. Like if you were right now and then you're listening to the show and it's all chill and you're enjoying it and you're having a great time, but what if your website was down? How would you even know? Because you're so engrossed in our content. Like if customers were trying to pick, click that buy now button and couldn't, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to get tweets? Are you going to get emails? People like, I can't get to your website? You don't want that. You don't want someone to tell you that like, oh, things are down. You want a system, a system that knows immediately. This is what Pingdom is all about. Pingdom will let you know the moment that your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. And it's super smart as well. You can, if you have multiple people that look after multiple different things, you can actually assign rules as to who gets what information and when. It's very, very clever. So you can, you know, these notices can go to one person, it can go to two people, go to everyone. Pingdom are dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. They use more than 70 global test servers. They'll emulate visits to your site. They check its availability as often as every minute. You just need to give Pingdom the URL that you want, and they will take care of the rest. 
Look, don't risk being the last to know about something on your website breaking. Start monitoring your site today with Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM and you can get a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code ANALOG at checkout and you'll get an amazing 30% of your first invoice. That's pingdom.com slash RelayFM and the code ANALOG for 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their continued support of this show and RelayFM. Should we do some hashtag relay your feels questions yeah. for today's episode? I think we first should. one comes from Ian and it is for you, Casey. Mm-hmm. Ian has a question which is how much experience or skill do you think somebody needs before they could be an independent developer? Does it help to have a portfolio or other body of work beforehand? Uh, I am only mildly well equipped to answer this question because I'm my indie life is more about, you know, creation and and podcasting and video than it is um, development, although I do dabble here and there in some stuff, which we'll probably talk about in the future. But to more directly answer Ian's question, um, I would probably guess like thumb in the air, just back of the napkin sort of thing, that you're going to want probably four or more years experience, um, preferably in a couple of different kinds of companies. So you can understand what a big company has to deal with versus a small company. And how do you how do you ship code and how do you ship code that works? Um, obviously, the more experience you have, the better. Uh, does it help to have a portfolio or other body of work? Yes. Um, the easiest way for me to get a good gauge as to whether or not I wanted to hire somebody was to look at their GitHub account if or equivalent and see the sorts of code that they've put into the world. And sometimes that code is great. Sometimes Do you think it- that this code needs to be like having worked for someone or can it be stuff like projects that they've worked on on their own as long as oh, no, they're no, married? No. Yeah, I think if stuff you've done for yourself is perfectly fine as long as you're proud of that code. You know, I wouldn't upload a bunch of stuff that's straight garbage unless you somehow qualify the fact that you know it's garbage and here's the ways it should be improved. You know, it's one thing to say this is perfect code and then it's 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 a dumpster fire. It's another thing to say, hey, this is a work in progress. Here's what I've got so far, but I recognize that A, B, C, D, E, F, and G all need work. You know, like if you can recognize, putting on my like hiring manager hat, if you can recognize where your code is flawed and what you would do to fix it, then that's not necessarily terrible. But if you present flawed code as great and without any need of, of repair, that's bad. So if you're looking to go indie, I would say as much experience as you can and varied experience as you can, um, And I would absolutely recommend doing some sort of open source thing, be that releasing your own project, be that contributing to an existing project, but something that you can point a potential uh, client to and say, look, this is the work that I've done. All right. Ollie asks, what is your favorite source of media right now, be it podcast, streaming TV, or YouTube? Uh, That's tough. Um. I don't know. I've actually, I would say not necessarily any of the above. I've been really enjoying finding TV shows that everyone else has watched ages ago and binging them. By by binging them, I mean like watching. Binge is the best. Like watching uh, watching one episode a day. So I'm not saying I sit down for four hours. I only ever want to watch stuff that I can binge now. Yeah, it it really kind of ruins you. I don't ever want to watch things like week, 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 like TV shows. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want one episode a week. I'll wait for the whole series to be done and I'll just watch it at my own pace, right? Like, that's what I like to do. Like, binge, I'm totally on the binging train. We're binging Frasier, man. We're nearly done. I friggin' love Frasier. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. I used to watch it long because, ago. Because, well, I, I can relate to a lot of things that he goes through. Yeah. Because, turns out, being a radio professional has a lot of very similar like tra- like issues as being a podcaster. Like there is this whole episode about personal endorsements. It's the best. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, well, like as an example, a uh, friend of the show Dan Provost who is part of Thoroughly Considered here on Relay FM in in um uh God, what's the name of the company? Studio Neats. God, I totally drew a blank. In Studio Neats' uh, weekly newsletter, which you should subscribe to, it's extremely short and very well done. Uh, a couple, like, couple months ago, he suggested a television program called, I believe, Big Little Lies. 
or maybe it was Big Little Liars. I forget exactly what it was called, but it's seven episodes. It was done as a miniseries, although apparently they have turned it into a series. There will be a season two. Um, but as an example, you know, Aaron and I watched that over the last week or two, and we watched one episode every night, every other night. And this particular series was very good, but very intense. So you are warned. Um, but, you know, something like that is really great. And, and in the last year, we've binged 30 Rock, we've binged um, Parks and Rec. And so I've really been enjoying doing that, which isn't exactly what Ollie was talking about, I don't think. But but that that's what I've gotten the most pleasure from lately. What about you? YouTube, probably. I'm really into YouTube these days. Like, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. It's probably, like, I don't know if in time, right, like, whether I consume more podcasts than YouTube or whatever, right? Like, I think it varies. And I still love podcasts. I, I'm ex- oh, yeah, same. making, like, conscious effort to expand the types of shows that I listen to, like, just broadening my horizons a little bit more, which is an ongoing thing that I'm trying to do. Um, and finding new shows and stuff like that, rotating things out. Um, but I I really like YouTube videos because it's it when I want to sit down and focus on something, it works. That's what I like, and I keep finding more stuff over time. Like I was talking about movies with Mikey. Um, oh, which I binged a lot of the other day. I meant to tell you this. Mm-hmm. I actually did not even tell you this privately, but I was having a bout of insomnia. I don't know, maybe a week or two ago it was shortly after you had mentioned it. And oh, my word, is that good? It is very yep. good. Oh, insomnia. That's something else that you get when you're self-employed. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's weird. Yep. It's a weird one, but you'll get that, too. All right. So Andrew asks, have you thought about switching to a weekly format now that Casey is fun employed? I've enjoyed the show for a long time now and would love to hear more from you more frequently. Well, that's very kind of you, Andrew. But Mike, how would you answer that? No, um, <laughs> because the problem isn't time. The problem is not time. The problem is having enough to talk about. One of the main reasons that we switched to Fortnightly for this show was because we were running out of things for every single week. You know, this is a show which is, by and large, just focused on our lives. Mm-hmm. And there isn't enough new stuff happening to me or Casey, really, that warrants weekly anymore. Because we kind of burn through, over the course of the first year or two, all of the big kind of... Um, uh, what, what do you call it? Like, when some evergreen topics. And now we kind of, as you can obviously tell, and we appreciate that you listen to this show because, you know, we're just talking about our lives and what's going on, what we care about and, and that kind of stuff. And it can it can be tricky to sometimes it's like tricky for us to, like, think of some interesting stuff to talk about every two weeks, uh, every week wouldn't 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 sustain um, unless something big changed in the show, which would allow for that. But I don't I think that we're both pretty settled and comfortable with what the show is and it being fortnightly really helps that yeah i agree with everything you said and maybe it's just that our lives are too boring i don't know but um but yeah I, I i don't think that weekly I, I if we went weekly i can guarantee it would be a much shorter show which maybe there's something to be said for that but i think that in general it takes us a couple of weeks to amass enough content that we think it's worth having a show about you know and even shorter i don't think it would work i think you're probably right but because stuff still has to happen yeah exactly uh benjamin asks what tech steps do you take to remove or prevent sharing personal data from the internet do you do anything about this so all right we share a lot of stuff but there's some stuff that's not necessary and a lot of that is based around location right so i don't have location turned on for twitter so when i tweet it doesn't say where i am um both Adina and really uses Swarm a lot, which is Foursquare, right? Like it's Foursquare's check-in thing. Uh, but she doesn't have that public. So like she'll check us both into places and we just don't have that public. And I also, I if I post pictures from home of something, I just remove the metadata of them. Like again, very I'm a very public person, but I don't feel the, I don't feel the need to share my location all the time. But I just don't think that's necessary, especially my home. Like, it's my home. So, yeah, that's kind of what I do. Yeah, same. Uh, Most services that I'm aware of or that I use will 
either give you the option to opt in to location data. So I'm thinking of, say, Instagram, for example. Like Instagram will read location data from a picture, either because you've taken it on your phone or if I've, if I've passed a picture onto my phone from my big camera and that picture has, you know, location metadata in it, Instagram will read it. But it you have to select to include the location. And in certain circumstances, I will. Say if I'm at a park or, I don't know, if I'm at a public place, I'll typically but not always include location metadata. But just like you, Mike, I never include it when it's at home. And I also, by default, don't tweet with location on. The only time I tweet with my location in it is because I feel like the location is part of the content of the tweet, if that makes sense. Like, say, I'm at a football game, for example. Yeah, it's opt-in. Like, exactly. opt-in. Opt you know, yep. that, that, that works. Yep. And then uh, when I publish to my blog, I use, uh, what is it, image opt It's image opt-in. That's why I got confused, because I heard you say opt-in. In in, but image optim, which is short for optimizer, O P T I M, uh, that will automatically remove photo metadata before anything gets uploaded to my website. So that's what I do. Last question today comes from Mark. Mark wants to know, Casey, how do you think that leaving your job will affect the knowledge that you share in other places, like in podcasts? Like, do do you worry about not necessarily actively developing and how this could affect you? Like, do you, do you think that this could ultimately be a problem? Like, ATP is very focused on developer stuff from time to time, and I don't think you're really doing that every day, or if you are, it's not the main focus of your life anymore. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think leaving my job is the cause of the problem that Mark is foreseeing. And I and I agree with Mark 100% that I am very worried about this. But it's not the leaving my job that I think is the problem. The problem is my reprioritization of my time in favor of YouTube stuff. And that probably will not go on forever. You know, I, I've, I, I only can get access to cars, but so often. And it just so happens, as I think we've discussed on the show, that I've had a bunch of cars all in a row. You know what I mean? So it's been like this sprint through YouTube videos. And in fact, just yesterday, I went to the library with my MacBook Adorable to work on an edit because I was finding I was not doing as good a job concentrating here at home. And so I, I worked on it for Why a couple hours. Why the library? Because it's free and it has Wi-Fi and it's quiet and I, uh, and, I, and I need somewhere that is not my house to go. You, you seem very confused by this. I, there's no problem with the library. Like usually people pick like coffee shops and stuff. And I just wondered why you picked a library. Well, remember, I'm not a coffee person. Yeah, but there's always beverages that anyone can drink at sure. big chain coffee shops. Sure. Like if it were cold outside, I could see myself going to like a Starbucks and getting a hot chocolate or something like that. But since it's friggin' hot these days, um, I, I just went to the library. And plus there's the libraries here where I live uh, are very, very nice. And there's several of them that are close to me. So even if I decided to do like a circuit of libraries, um, it would be, it would, it, it would be fine. And as, um, as Val1S says in the chat, uh, coffee shops can be distractions. I'm definitely a people watcher, and so I think I would be way too distracted in a in a coffee shop. Okay. I have it's no criticism. Yeah, it's yeah. like just wondering. No, 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 not at all. I'm glad you asked. Um but to answer Mark's question, because I've been doing so much of this YouTube stuff in my quote unquote free time, and that is to say like not podcasting time, um, I've been letting the development stuff slack and I definitely plan to get back into development stuff as soon as I get this uh, forthcoming video out, which I'm hoping to do this week. Not convinced it'll happen, especially with this hurricane coming through, but I'm hopeful it'll happen this week or at the very latest early next week. Um, and then after that, I have a couple of weeks break before I, I want to work on the next one, which I've done all the filming for already. So I hope to dive back into it and keep myself, you know, don't, and I don't want to let that muscle atrophy. I want to make sure that muscle is still strong. Even if it's not as strong as it once was, I, I want to make sure I still understand how to write code. And it's the sort of thing that if you leave it for long enough, you will forget. And the good news is, you know, when I had the paternity leave, I did write a little bit of code for myself during that time. But for the most part, I didn't really look at Xcode or anything. And when I came back, it only took a couple of days for it to really come back to me. So as long as I don't go until like Christmas without writing any code, I think I'll be fine. But it is a very fair question and one that I am genuinely worried about, but I, I think it'll be okay. Please continue to send in your Relay Your Feels questions. With, just tweet with the hashtag Relay Your Feels and they'll go into a document. We still have a bunch of great ones in there, but we always want more. So you got anything you'd like to hear us talk about? That's a great way to suggest it. And until next time, we'll, we'll be back again. Namaste, Casey Liss. <laughs> I'll see you later, Mike.